Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store, and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Ben, and coming up on this week's show, we're going to be discussing milestones as we're going to be joined by Jonathan Phillips from the Sheffield Steelers, Mark Garside at the Belfast Giants, Joey Martin at the Cardiff Devils. We're also going to be joined by Ryan Finity, head coach at the Manchester Storm, and we're also going to be discussing the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by Basingstoke Bison captain Elliot Dewey will be coming on the show and we're going to be joined by the head coaches at Solway Sharks and the Solar Devils. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. So, hello everybody and welcome to this week's show. Uh, so, as we just learnt there from the, the introduction, loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. Just to confirm, Ryan Finity, head coach at the Manchester Storm, will be joining us shortly. We're also going to be talking about a thousand games played for Jonathan Phillips, Sheffield Steelers captain. Speaking of appearances, Mark Garside at Belfast Giants, 500 appearances for Mark, and Mark will be joining us. And Joey Martin, who's now the all-time Cardiff Devils point scorer in the Elite Ice Hockey League era. So, Joey joining us too on this week's show. And we're also going to be discussing uh, the lower leagues as we'll be joined by the Basingstoke Bison, the Solent Devils and the Solway Sharks. But quite a weekend just gone in the Elite Ice Hockey League, both in league and in the Challenge Cup. And for a little catch-up on Tuesday, I caught up with Craig Anderson from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Uh, so, Craig, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, before we get to the league results from last weekend, I do have to highlight something from the Challenge Cup on Friday night. And uh, as a Mancunian, very, very excited about this one. Manchester Storm 6, Sheffield Steelers 2. Where did that come from? I know, I must admit, I didn't see that one coming myself. That's a great result uh, for Ryan Finnerty and his team. And they're a team who I've struggled at times this year. They haven't been able to find the consistency. You know, they come up against a Sheffield team who were going well. Um, at that moment in time, I think it was four, maybe five wins in a row going into that one and then find themselves upended with a, with a 6-2 defeat. Yeah, quite the surprise, but um, a really good one for Manchester. That keeps their interest alive in the, the Challenge Cup. Well, following that Manchester Storm victory in, in the Challenge Cup, uh, they had to go over to uh, over the Irish Sea to, to Belfast and uh, another win on Saturday against uh, the Belfast Giants uh, after a shootout. They were beaten on Sunday, though, but a good weekend for, for the Manchester Storm, nevertheless. Yeah, without a doubt, I think if you'd said to them this time last week that you, that you would get two wins out of the three, I think Ryan Finnerty would have snapped your hand off for that. You know, that's two fantastic results against teams that will be considered to be among the, the top end of the of the season, yet at, at the top of the table. So, you know, Ryan Finnerty's got to be absolutely delighted with that. You know, his, his players dug in to get the shootout victory on Saturday. Didn't quite go their way on Sunday, of course. You know, you would expect a bit of a reaction from Belfast Giants on the back of that. 
But yeah, I think Ryan Finnerty can be pleased with the efforts of his players and, and getting those points, which ultimately lifts him off the bottom of the table. Yes, absolutely. Uh, speaking of uh, the league table, though, the Sheffield Steelers are the current league leaders. Um, despite that defeat in the Challenge Cup on Friday, it's been a good week for them. Uh, Sheffield Steelers beating five Flyers on Wednesday by four goals to one. Uh, and then on Sunday, beating the Dundee Stars by four goals to two. So uh, the Steelers, I, I think... Uh, uh, would you say they're above expectations at the moment, the way they're playing? I think they. I think if you maybe look at it, I think they would have liked to have been there or thereabouts. Certainly, um, the fact that recent form's gone their way, they've they've picked up what's that six wins in the last seven games. That defeat, of course, against Manchester, I think is fantastic. You know, I think it stems from the the change that uh, coach Aaron Fox made in, in moving on Martin Sampierre and bringing in Lucas Sandstrom. They brought in uh, another D, I think another D-man as well. And that seems to have, have clicked them a little bit. That seems to have brought them into to gear and it's working out well for them. And they're scoring a lot of goals as well. You know, they're a team, I think, average that out of the 17 games this season, they're averaging at least four a game, which is, a, you know, that's what you want off your off your top-end sort of player. So Sheffield Steelers can be very pleased where they are right now. And from their point of view, long may it continue. Now, uh, last week I, I said uh, I compared the Sheffield Steelers to the Nottingham Panthers. And I felt bad about that. So I'm, go- I'm going to do it again, but in a positive way. Uh, Nottingham Panthers, great result for them on Saturday. Uh, a 2-1 victory o- over the Cardiff Devils. They were beaten uh, in the return fixture, though, at home. Uh, Cardiff Devils winning by five goals to three. So a mixed bag of results there for, for uh, both Cardiff and Nottingham. I think you have to see a huge win for Tim Wallace. You know, they came in on the back of a seven-game run without a win. And, you know, you just need to see social media to get an idea of how the fans are feeling right now. They're very unhappy how things are going so far. This season was always going to be a big one for the Panthers in terms of the amount of change that there's been to this team. There was a lot of change last year that they moved. You know, a coach that had spent 10 years with them had been so successful, had moved on. If you want to compare it to footballing terms, it's like when Alex Ferguson left Manchester United and they've never been the same since. I suppose you can say the same about the Panthers. Um, you know, Tim Wallace has come in. He came in from a team who languished at the bottom of the table, but you know there were a lot of underlying issues going on in the background, which I think exempts him from any kind of blame for, for what happened at Milton Keynes Lightning. He's a new young coach, fresh ideas. Maybe the ideas aren't, aren't quite clicking yet, but that victory in Cardiff on Saturday should be a stepping stone. Yeah, they lost the game on Sunday, but you're up against Cardiff Devils, who are one of the league's better teams, of course. For Panthers, it's going to take a bit of time, but that was a timely victory for them on Saturday. Shall we talk about um, Shall we talk about Coventry? Uh, Coventry um, uh, beating the Dundee Stars on Saturday in the league by two goals to one at Dundee, uh, and then what a victory this was! Uh, also in Scotland um, against the Glasgow Clan on Sunday, eight goals to six. Coventry Blaze winning that one. Um, what was that about? If I can put it like yeah, that. I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm still trying to get get my head around that as well. Um, but I'm glad I wasn't live tweeting the game. Uh, I've done a game like that before, and it's it's not <laughs> it's not good for the stress levels. Put it that way. Um, just a flurry of goals in the last ten minutes. You know, in the last period, especially, and, and Coventry done enough to, to get the victory. And it rounds off what was a great weekend for them in Scotland. You know, I think Danny Stewart was looking for something from his team this weekend, perhaps of all weekends. They have started to pick things up a bit. That's now four wins in the last five. Um, the win in Dundee, hard fought, but ultimately, you know, they got the points in the end and that started them off really, really well. The shorthanded goal from Alex Forbes in the third period got them the victory against the Stars. And then going to Glasgow, you know, I said this on a radio station yesterday, you look at the scoreline, 8-6, you think the goalies are all over the place. Not from what I saw, I thought both goalies were actually really good, um, surprisingly, but just their defences let them down. The defences both... Um, suffered a bit of an off day, uh, which I think was a, was a contributory factor to the fact that he saw so many goals in this game. But no, Danny Stewart rightfully uh, very happy with that at the end of the game and, and reflected that in his post-match interview. For the clan, they were looking for a record-breaking ninth uh, win in a row. It never came. Um, stuck on eight. That's the third time they've done that now. But Zach Fitzgerald was, was upbeat about things despite the result. You know, he, he admits there was things that didn't quite go right for them on the night, but you know what, his team's still on a run of eight winning nine and, and he's absolutely delighted with that. Yes, uh, it was a weird weekend actually because normally it's the way round where the, the away team in these doubleheaders um, suffers uh, from, from the travelling and that kind of thing. But this weekend it was the, it was the complete reversal in a couple of fixtures. Uh, the, the last fixture we need to talk about involves Five Flyers and uh, the Guildford Flames. Guildford Flames uh, win 
winning on the road up in Fife after overtime on, on Saturday by three goals to two. Then the Fife Flyers winning at Guildford uh, by two goals to one on Sunday. That's that's a weird switcheroo, that one, right there. <laughs> it certainly is, but, you know, it's it's one that Fife would have liked to have got something out of the weekend. I think there was a great deal of disappointment in the manner of how they lost the game on Saturday um, against the Guildford Flames. Guildford are one of those teams that they do well wherever they go, but you know, they do a fair bit of travelling, of course. They're the most southerly team in the, the elite league, of course, so they do a fair bit of, of moving around, but then so does everybody, you know. Um, but, you know, Guildford were 2 0 up, Fife got it back to 2 2, and then losing the game in overtime. And Todd Duty, um, you know, I, I think he said in reflection of the whole weekend, he felt the, the performance on Saturday was better than it was on Sunday, ironically. So, but he'll still come away with three points from, from the weekend, and they should be quite happy with that. Now, uh, matches for this weekend. First in the Challenge Cup, uh, we're recording this bit of the show on Tuesday. Um, there's there's a game of night, essentially, this week, pretty much. Uh, Wednesday, Nottingham taking on uh, the Manchester Storm. Thursday, Coventry taking on Guildford. Uh, on Saturday, it's uh, Guildford taking on Cardiff. And then on Sunday, it's uh, the return fixture, uh, Cardiff against the Guildford Flames. But a lot of league fixtures this weekend as well. Friday night, Belfast against Dundee. Saturday, Sheffield hosting Coventry. Nottingham hosting Fife, the Storm hosting the Giants, Dundee Stars hosting the Glasgow Clan, and then on Sunday, the Glasgow Clan hosting the Manchester Storm, Coventry Blades hosting Nottingham, and the Five Flyers hosting the Sheffield Steelers. What's your pick of that bunch there, Craig? You know, I'm looking down the fixtures. Joe, to me, there isn't really one that, that leaps out at me as such. Um, Sheffield and Coventry, I think, could be quite interesting from the point of view of, as we talked about, the Steelers being top of the league and going well right now. Coventry and a bit of resurgence of form as well. That could be uh, an, an interesting game. And then Coventry at home to, to Nottingham on, on Sunday. I think we'll, we'll start to see what, what the Blaze really are all about in these two games this weekend. If they can carry that form on that they showed in Scotland, they'll be doing well, I think. And uh, when it comes to uh, the the uh, tier below the Elite Ice Hockey League, the uh, the National uh, Ice Hockey League uh, National Division, um, that's starting to stretch out a bit now, isn't it? It's been a, a pivotal weekend, it feels like, for both Telford and the Swindon Wildcats. And I think pivotal for Sheffield Steel Dogs as well, having lost the two games yes. this weekend. They were going so well. It seems to be since I topped them up. Um, and I think in the five things we learned piece a couple of weeks ago, they seem to have had a, a bit of a snag in their form. So if Ben Morgan and the team are listening, I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm in some way responsible, but uh, no, I mean they'll bounce back, you know. And I think it's going to be like, it's going to be like the elite league. You're going to see teams going a run of two or three games, and they're up there, and then they'll maybe fall away with a couple of defeats. And and I think that's what we're going to see. These teams, you know, haven't played each other much in the last couple of years because of the, the geographical divisions and, and they were put into. So now they're they're all coming together. But we're going to see who's really the best of the best out of this lot. And seeing Telford up there along with uh, Swindon, it's it's a great start to the season for both teams. You were expecting maybe Milton Keynes Lightning to be a little bit better. They get a big win on Sunday against the Raiders. So maybe that's the, the foundation for them to push on from there. Um, Leeds, you know, they got that first win last week. Sadly, they couldn't carry it on this week. You know, came close, ice, so, came close so, didn't they? Yeah, you know, they absolutely did. And, you know, to, to be to be edged out by four to the whole Pirates is no disgrace, considering Pirates were the NIHL 1 North champions last year as well. It's just it's so so wide open at the moment in that division, and you know, it's fa- you know, as an outsider looking in, it it really is fascinating to watch. And you know, thank goodness I'm not a fan of any of those teams. I don't think I can take the strain. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And uh, just before you go, Craig, uh, just a quick mention uh, for BritishIceHockey.co.uk. A very good uh, five things we learned uh, from from last week, including some milestones, which we're, we're hopeful uh, to, we're hoping to get a couple of the players on. We, we're talking about here, uh, but some appearance milestones as well, especially Mark Garside at Belfast. Yeah, 500 appearances. Well done, Mark. Yeah, Mark was. I just want to get this in. Mark was actually born in the same town I come from, oh. East Kilbride, uh, which is 10 miles from, from uh, Glasgow. Uh, so I've, I'm quite proud of that. But no, well done to Mark. It's his testimonial year. He's been a real stalwart for Belfast Giants through the years. He's he's maybe not a guy who gets a lot of the, the limelight for whatever reason, but you know, whenever you see him play, he does a fantastic job for them, and the fans love him over there. And for him to reach 500 appearances, well done to him. Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk joining us here on the British Ice Hockey podcast. But as we were discussing there, it's been quite a week uh, for the Manchester Storm and uh, they played on Wednesday night in the Challenge Cup and beat the Nottingham Panthers by four goals to three in overtime. So uh, quite a week for Ryan Finity's men. And in the lead up to that game on Wednesday, our very own Craig Anderson's caught up with Ryan Finity for his take on how the season's gone thus far, especially they considering the weekend that's just gone with those results against Belfast and the Sheffield Steelers. 
we're extremely happy with with the group we have, um, with the team we have, and you know, obviously we haven't got the results. You know, we just you know we've been kind of a little snake bitten early and uh, trying to you know struggle finding the net, but at the same time we're playing really really good hockey. And, you know, we um, we're coming off a fairly good weekend here with uh, you know we played three and three and took four to six points there, and you know, so we are riding a bit more confidence. And play in Nottingham tonight, and back in the Challenge Cup. So, it's going to be—it's um, a lot of hockey in a, in a short period of time. But it also came at a good time for us, and we got some guys starting to feel better about themselves and the game and, and their game. Sorry, and, you know, we're we're excited. We think we we think we have a team that can uh, can be a bit of a sleeper. And, you know, we we we're, we're tough to play against, and uh, you know, we just want to get some some guys feeling good and confident because we know that we have uh, we have a good skill level in this team, and, and you know, I think we're just waiting for that uh, for that explosion. So, how do you see Sunday's game going? If it's not too premature to ask, you played Clan once before, but you've you've had a number of games since then where you've seen more of your team, your team coming together a bit more. Do you expect anything different? No, I think it's going to be a hard fought game. Obviously, you know it's going to be another you know tail end of you know, your third game that week. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can still get some good legs. But um, it's an exciting you know it's exciting for our new guys. We've got so many new guys to play in new buildings. It's, it's always fun. It's a beautiful building there in Glasgow and. You know, we want to get energized by that, and you know, I think um, I think Glasgow's been, you know, they've been uh, they've been riding a hot streak and, and finding ways to win, and you know, we we got to make sure we're at our best to to try to get something out of it. Now, you lost a lot of players in the summer. A lot of guys moved on. Mike Hammond was one, of course. He moved on to to Germany. How did you go about reconstructing this team? Was it a case of going back to the drawing board and, and basically starting again? Yeah, I think it we felt obviously we lost a lot of guys through retirement. Some guys moved on. Some was our choice. Um, we we wanted to get a bit younger. Uh, we wanted to establish uh, something, you know, a point to build from, and uh, you know, we needed to bring in some young guys to do that. To you know, develop them and, and hopefully hold on to them. You know, is is our goal to to get better and better. Um, but at the same time, you know, we uh, we definitely got faster and we still have some grit and some size and you know, but um, it just hasn't all come together yet. But we've we've seen the glimpse, especially over the last weekend, where where we we showed to be the team that we want to be and the team that we can be. And you know, I think um, we ride an incredibly hot goaltender who gives us a chance to win. Uh, so it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of it's a lot of coaching and a lot of detail, and especially this early trying to get a a crew, you know, uh, relatively all brand new crew to, to bond and gel and you know find some chemistry and we're I think we're uh, we're definitely getting there and getting better week by week here. Now I'm curious, do you enjoy encounters with the clan perhaps more than, than other fixtures because of perhaps your your previous history with the club or is that just complete nonsense? I I think it's kind of gone now. Obviously you always you always want to do well against any, <laughs> any former team, but I wouldn't you know that first year obviously you know two years ago it was uh, it was pretty fresh and. Of course, you know there's uh, you know players going both ways, but I think now it's just become you know another game, and you know, and if if it means more for the fans and, and they want to get up, then that's brilliant. But for us, you know, we just you know for uh, for myself and for this team, obviously this team have no idea who any of those players were. <laughs> um, it's just you know it's in the past. It is, but at the same time, it does have a special feeling. It's always fun to come back and into Glasgow, and it's good to see a, you know a lot of former players on on that team as well. So it's good to see the you know Springs and Pity and Bex and Stanley and and those guys. So yeah, it is um, you know I guess in in that sense, you, you probably know more uh, personally know more players on that team. But uh, you know at this stage, it's it's it is just another game. So how does that help with the preparation and talking about those guys that you know, having worked with them before? Does that help your, your preparations when it comes to getting your team ready for, for a game against the clan? I guess you may have a, a bit of insight in, into their game and in areas that they're they're dangerous from, and you know. But at the same time, it's you know when you study you study a team and not individuals really where you know X and where they're dangerous, but you know as a whole we we study the Glasgow clan and, and not just one or two players. Uh, let's ask about Zach Sullivan. He's another player that made the. Made the, the switch from Glasgow down to Manchester. How's he settled into the team so far this year? He's been great. You know, he's, uh, he's playing well. He's playing good minutes. Uh, scored some goals. He's uh, he's he's been a good addition. I think um, I think it's been I think it's been a good uh, a good obviously great pickup for us. But I think he's enjoying his time and 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 you know a little bit of change of scenery change of scenery for him. And you know, but I know that. Uh, 
I know that he's, um, you know, he's very fond of his time in, in Glasgow and being on. It's just never easy to leave after such a long time in one spot, but he's um, he's definitely picked up where he left off here, and he's, he's having a great season for for us. And finally, what have you made of the overall quality of the league this season so far? We've seen a few surprise results along the way. Surprise inverted commas. You you guys especially have taken points off Belfast, among others. What have you made of it all? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the league's the league's good. It's it's pretty. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, closer than than what we thought. I think the the top teams, you know, invested a lot of money this year um, to improve where they were than the years before. And you know, I think on paper it may look uh, some lineups look drastically more expensive or <laughs> you know more experienced. Um, but I I think when you break it down, it, it still takes a team to win, and it's a good challenge, especially for for teams like us. To, to compete and, and see these, you know, see these guys, and we've pretty much seen everybody in the league apart from uh, Guilford and Fife now. And you know, I think um, I think it's going to be it's going to be a close race. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if a team's going to jump out and run away with it. Uh, you know, it might be too early for that, but uh, I like the fact that everybody's competing, and you know, there is no given games. And whether you're in Manchester, Dundee, Belfast, or Cardiff, if you don't show up, you're you're not going to win. And you know, I think that's all you can ask for. Ryan Finity there, head coach of the Manchester Storm, speaking with Craig Anderson on Wednesday. And just a reminder, following that interview, it finished Nottingham Panthers 3, Manchester Storm 4 after overtime on Wednesday night in the Challenge Cup. So that group there in the Challenge Cup involving Nottingham, uh, the Manchester Storm and uh, the Sheffield Steelers, very much wide open now there, that's for sure. Um we should say also in the Challenge Cup on Thursday night as this show airs, we've got the Coventry Blaze against the Guildford Flames. Uh, for highlights from that game, keep an eye on EliteLeague.co.uk as well as BritishIceHockey.co.uk, of course. Uh, we'll be returning to the Elite Ice Hockey League shortly as we're going to be discussing the Sheffield Steelers, the Belfast Giants and the Cardiff Devils. Uh, but to the National Ice Hockey League we turn to now and quite a result uh, for the Basingstoke Bison on Sunday night. Uh, they beat the Bratnell Bees in Bracknell by nine goals to two which sees Basingstoke Bison up to fifth position now in the National Division. And on Thursday, I caught up with Bison captain, here's Elliot Dewey. Uh, so, Elliot, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, first things first, uh, a big congratulations uh, for that fantastic victory at Bracknell. Um, how, how was the evening? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always great to get one over the local rivalry, um, especially after the night before. We struggled the night before, so Ash and Tosh, the coaches, asked for a sort of bounce-back performance from the majority of the guys, and everyone turned up and managed to, like you say, get a good result against a local rival, which is never a bad thing. It's been a very competitive uh, start to life back as, as the National League. I mean, what, what have you found? How have you found it so far? Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So we're at mid-table now and um, we've been really, really good at home. We, we were unbeaten until we played Hull last weekend and then um, we were just struggling on the road. We um, had a couple sort of last-minute defeat, one against Telford and last hearing defeat against Sheffield. And I think, like you said, the new sort of league format going anywhere is going to be hard getting points away from home. It's going to be hard from any team on any night. So it was good to get that sort of monkey off our back and beat Bracknell away, even though it was just down the road. But I think the new league is just, like I say, more competitive and there's no easy nights in sort of quotation marks there. Um, but I think it's good for everyone. It's good for developing players. Everyone's enjoying it the fans are loving it because it's anyone can win any night and it's interesting to watch yeah and uh, we've, we've covered it on previous shows uh just the the level of of competition and uh the amount of goals uh that are scored and uh you've you've not helped uh quash that reputation uh by scoring nine goals past bracknell that's for sure uh but but there's goals flying in all over the place isn't there yeah it does seem to be every time you look at the uh results there's always a game or two that's got high scores and i mean being defense and we don't want that high scores be against my team but We've um, even ourselves. I think we had a barrier goal against London, and they banged a few goals in. And I think any team, like you said, everyone's got quality players now. And if you're not ready on the night, and then you will, you will end up conceding five, six, seven, eight goals quite easily. So I think it just a bit of a shock to some of the systems to some of the guys where you have to turn up Saturday and Sunday, otherwise. So you're going to get a bit get embarrassed a little bit. I know you're captain of the bases up, Bison, but the dressing room more generally, I mean, what was the target headed into this season? Because obviously you you had a great season a couple of years ago. Obviously, this was a trip into the unknown. So so what 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 was your expectation for what Bases Dope could achieve this season? Yeah, so as I like say, a couple of years ago, I had that really great season, won the treble. Um, and then since then has been the club's kind of 
changed hands. So we got a new coach, Ash and Tosh came in, which was great. And then last year, we had a sort of whole new look dressing room. There was a lot of turnover in players and it was a, a really exciting year. And we weren't sure what we were going to achieve. And we ended up doing quite quite well. We didn't win anything as such, but we competed right to the end. So we came second or third by about four or five points at the end of the season. And then we had a team meeting to start this year. It was, it was, it was very simple, really. We want to be at the top. We want to be challenging all these teams for the all the various trophies and we want to be right at the top at coming into the season because I think towards the end of the season it's going to come right down to that last one or two weekends definitely so we just got to make sure keep picking up points every weekend staying competitive every night and keep putting them points together. Yes, and uh, as, as we touched upon uh, briefly uh, um, moments ago, we were talking about the fact it's a, it's a national competition now. It feels right, you know, with the likes of Basingstoke, Bracknell, Hull, Swindon, Peterborough. I, could, I should just name the whole division, really. But it, it does seem yeah. right that, that you you all find yourselves in, in national competition. That seems to be driving the standards forward. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it's, it's great. All the, the league set up last year was... Unfair is not the right word, but you had the the bigger clubs in quotation marks again, like Basingstoke, Bracknell, Swindon, that have these larger fan bases and can draw more players in. And now we're in this league together, where we have all the bigger clubs in quotation marks again, with more sort of fan base. We can it's an even league, and the way they've done it, where the south play south teams play each other more than we play the north teams, works out great for travel as well. Because like it's a league where. 95% of the guys on the team are working outside the league. So if we had to go to Hull every other weekend, it would be a bit of a strain. But the way they've set up the league so far seems to be working really, really well. And I think, like you say, it, it can only improve British hockey and our team, especially we have we have a good 10, 12 really, really young guys that are sort of learning their way in the league. And playing against these older, better players is only going to help improve them and British hockey itself, I think. And uh, obviously, that that's good. Like you said, it's it's good for the the development of the game, isn't it? I mean, you did come through that that junior system there at Basingstoke, didn't you? So, uh, how important is is that? You know, rubbing shoulders with competition like this, as well as the the junior setup with the, the likes of the Buffaloes uh, further down the pyramid. Um, how important is that for developing developing players? Do you feel? Yeah, yeah. So I, I did play a bit of junior hockey in Basingstoke and Bracknell and Slough, so I bounced around a little bit. Just the link between Basingstoke. Our team, the Buffalo and the junior system is really good. We have Ash. Ash Tate does a really good job at allowing guys to come up, train with us and learn the game. The only, only way that these young guys are going to get better is by playing with our team or training with our team. And we have a few young guys on two ways that are regularly training with us. And we just try to improve them. And there's always the older guys helping out the younger guys. And the whole club at the moment seems to be together and wanting to help everyone individually reach that end goal, being the best they can be. So I think credit to Ash and Tosh and all the all the managers and coaches and the teams blowing the junior system, they all sort of come together and decide what the best way to go and what players need to do this and do that. So I think that's been really good at the moment, Basingstoke. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, everyone at the club must be really excited for this weekend as well, because on Sunday you've got the Swindon Wildcats uh, coming to town. Uh, 5.30 is, is face-off. I mean, that's that's a big game and it's it's going to be a good indication, I feel, as well, about about where Basingstoke are heading into November. Yeah, exactly. I think... Swindon v Basel is definitely one you always look on the calendar when the, the uh, schedule comes out and circle it and say, you know, come that day, that's going to be a real test to see where we are because Swindon are always a good team. We're always a good team. We're both going to be right up at the end of the day. And so definitely circled that one at the start of the season saying, you know what, that, that Sunday is going to be a big test for us and see where we stand against, you know, one of the be- better teams in the league. So I think it'll be a good game for fans to come. I think Swindon normally bring a fair few fans and we obviously have a great fan base. So it's going to be a uh, Get out and see on a Sunday night and hopefully get them two points. Elliot Dewey there, Basis Up Bison captain, speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast on Thursday lunchtime. And we'll be returning to the National Ice Hockey League shortly as we're going to be joined by the head coaches at the Solway Sharks and the Solent Devils. But back up to the Elite Ice Hockey League now. And it was quite a weekend for Joey Martin at the Cardiff Devils. He became the club's all-time point scorer in the Elite Ice Hockey League era. And earlier in the week, Craig Anderson caught up with Joey for his thoughts on this incredible milestone. Joey, Cardiff Devils all-time scorer in the Elite League. How does that make you feel when you hear that? Yeah, it's obviously something that's pretty special. Um, you know, it's something I really wasn't aware of, but it's been it's been nice. I've received a lot of messages on Sunday from you know friends 
family back home, which kind of made it uh, sink in a little bit. But definitely something I'll look back on and reflect when I'm done hockey, and it would be pretty special for sure. Of course, you're referred to as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Of course, that's obviously a, a nice thing that the fans and everybody says about you. How do you view yourself in, in your time at Cardiff and, and the achievements you've had there? Um, I mean, you know, I've been here six years now, and we've had some success here, which have, has been great. And I just feel feel very fortunate to be part of an organization that's, you know, every year put together a, a contending team for championships with great players. Obviously, the milestone that I've just achieved, I couldn't have done it without, you know, playing with the type of players that I have and being on a successful team. So I feel very fortunate every day. Now, players tell me a lot that they don't have targets, they don't set themselves any targets. Are you a, are you a player that, that does or are you going to tell me the same thing? No, honestly, I, I don't. I think if I just prepare for games the way I always kind of have I, I think you know production should should come I think when you you know maybe early in my career I, I think I was maybe thinking about stats a lot and, and sometimes that's when you see yourself go through a little drought so now I just kind of focus on preparing and, and playing my game and hopefully the production will follow. As you say six years you've been at Cardiff what is it about the place that, that makes you keep coming back what's so special about Cardiff and Cardiff Devils? Yeah, I mean, when I came here, I thought I'd be here for one or two years, maybe. But obviously, I'm, I'm hooked. I, I love everything about Cardiff. The city's great. Um, obviously, you know, the people in this organization, it just, it just feels like family. And you know, we get treated so well as players. I've established so many relationships um, throughout. You know, the, with people on this team, and you, uh, you know, I love Lordo as a coach, and and Todd as our GM. I mean, and our owners are great. I mean. From top to bottom, there's just so many good people in this organisation. You were given the captaincy this year after Jake Morissette decided to hang up his skates and retire. Do you feel the responsibility of being a captain and how does that add to your game? Um, you know, I, I've just kind of been preparing and, and approaching my game the same way, um, even, even though there's a little bit of maybe more responsibility with that. But, you know, I was guided under you know Jake Morissette recently and then when I first came here, um, Marshy was our, our captain as well, so I got to learn a lot from them. And, you know, I'm still learning, and I obviously it's something I, I take a lot of pride in. But as far as um, my everyday approach to the game, it's pretty much the same. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons I was appointed the captaincy. So, um, you know, so far it, it's been a pretty good experience. Now talk to me about the, the season so far for Cardiff. Certainly domestically it's been a bit up and down. Do you put that down to the, the Champions Hockey League and the efforts that, that go into those games? Yeah, I mean, I think we're still do, doing pretty good in the league play, being 6-2. and two, um, You know, we're, we're pr- pretty happy with that. In the Challenge Cup, you know, we seem to be in a good position to advance. It was difficult going back and forth from Champions League to, to league play. Obviously, um, you know, the, the whole the type of game is a lot different, the speed and everything, and adapting to different systems. So, you know, the Champions League was a lot of fun. That's always a great experience, but it's, I think, you know, maybe we'll find some more consistency in our game moving forward. And the weekend saw you uh, split points with the Nottingham Panthers. What was the overall feeling from those two games? Yeah, you know, I think Saturday at home, you know, we lost 2-1. I think we played a pretty good game. We, um, you know, we had a lot of possession. We just unfortunately didn't execute and take advantage of our scoring chances. So, you know, we didn't want to go in Sunday to a tough Nottingham rink and, and drop another two points. You know, that's, you don't, you never really want to get swept on a weekend. So uh, I thought we played one of our better games of the season on Sunday. We were pretty determined. We showed a lot of character, even though we were down 3-1 at one point. We still battled back and found a way, and I think we made great strides as a, as a hockey team that game. Now, you're not back in the league until the 2nd of November. Between now and then, it's three Challenge Cup games, which completes your, your group section. Two games against Guildford this weekend, a game against Coventry next week. How much importance has been placed on the, the Challenge Cup and winning that back this year? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we want to, like I said, we want to work, we want to be contenders for every championship and the Challenge Cup is something, you know, we've won a few times here and we want to retain that title again. So we need to approach every game like, you know, uh, like must wins. Um, we want to just get better and better each game. So these next three Challenge Cup games are really important for us. Joey Martin there of the Cardiff Devils speaking with Craig Anderson. And speaking of milestones, big congratulations to Mark Garside at the Belfast Giants. 500 appearances now for the Belfast Giants. And earlier in the week, Mark caught up with our very own Craig Anderson. Mark, 500 appearances for the Belfast Giants. When did you know the milestone was coming? Uh, I think actually when they announced the testimonial, was it like 
495 or something, so I knew it was coming up that week, but I actually did forget about it until somebody told me after. But uh, no, it's been uh, a hell of a time. Obviously, it sums up the fact you've been there a long time. Can you remember your first? No, I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember the feeling that it was obviously a big difference. I, I went from Edinburgh to Belfast, and I think, you know, like the, you were playing in front of sort of seven or 800 people in Edinburgh and a little rink. and changing over to Belfast. I remember the feeling of going out in front of the big crowd. I remember just being so excited to play there. And of course, it must be second nature to you now, having having played there another 499 times. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I'm part of the bricks now almost, but uh, it's definitely, I still I still do get really excited, big games and stuff. It's still the same feeling's always been there. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to play all 500 of them. And I dare say there's been a lot of changes during that time as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously... And our league players change every year, almost you know, almost half your team. But uh, obviously, we've had general managers come and go. I think we've played under four or five coaches now as well, and uh, we got new ownership halfway through as well. So it was big structural changes for us along the way. But it's uh, everything looks good right now. Any time I speak to players that get to, to five hundred appearances, it's always the you know the, I think they start to feel that little bit older. Is that is that happening for you as well? No, I'm still twenty one in my head, but my body <laughs> does feel a bit older, you know. Especially it's it's not actually when you're playing; it's more just your recovery time as you get older it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, you maybe have a little bit of a sore hip or a sore shoulder here or there, but uh, that's just life. What about your teammates? Have they done anything with you to mark it? Did you get the, the usual gentle ribbon that these guys usually give you? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, nobody actually knew it was the 500 on that Sunday game, so I had to put some money on the board uh, last last weekend and pick up the win, so I've had some money to put in the pot. Let's talk about Belfast in general this season. Bit of, a, bit of an unusual season so far. I think there's been a lot of changes with the team, as you kind of alluded to. Been playing in the CHL as well. How do you feel that the season's going so far? Yeah, not bad. We've obviously, we came, we're in a bit of a slump there, obviously, with uh, sort of three Champions League losses, and we lost to uh, Glasgow twice, and we've Lost to Dundee as well. Some of the games we've lost as well. We've not actually played bad, and you know we've created chances and we've kind of carried the play for a lot of it. I think maybe the last sort of two or three weeks have just kind of struggled to score, and maybe that's extended a bit of uh, confidence offensively. But we're still playing tight. You know, nobody's even in those losses. Nobody's really blown us out, other than the you know Swedish elite league team. So. Obviously, they're playing at a higher level, but I think now you know we've got that win on Sunday. Hopefully, that can help guys kick on and get some confidence in front of the net. And you know, there's been a few bounces and things as well. A lot of those games where we're just just not getting a bounce, and then the other team all got the other end of the ice, and it just seems like it says at some point it just seemed like you know every chance to get they were clinical and finished it, and it was like it was it was difficult for us to sort of keep winning games if we're only scoring sort of one or two goals a game, but. Um, you know, we've, we've won that game on Sunday now and guys are looking forward to kicking on this weekend. But you're still looking for that first away win though. That must be a little bit unusual to be this far into the season already and you've still not won on the road. I know, it's quite bizarre. Um, obviously, we're not going to go the whole season and not win a game on the road. It's uh, something we're going to have to rectify. We're in Manchester on, on Saturday. Um, we played there a couple of weeks ago or a month ago now and sort of the, we went to overtime with them. Yeah, it has been difficult off the bat, I mean, obviously, some of the games on the road we're playing in Czech Republic and Germany and Sweden. The you know those leagues are of a higher sort of payroll and higher standard than ours. But it's been uh, it's difficult. You know, new players come in; they don't really know what to expect as far as the travel to sort of Fife and Dundee with the ferry and the and then the long bus rides. But um, it's just something we're going to have to get used to. We're going to have to maybe play a bit smarter on the road and uh, take our chances. So now you've reached five hundred. What's the how far do you see yourself going? 600, 700, 800? I don't know. One day at a time right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean, I'm enjoying my hockey. Um, I actually just finished up a degree as well uh, last May and just graduated. So it's something to fall back on now. I'm not so worried about getting a sort of long-term injury or anything anymore. It's, 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 I'm enjoying hockey a bit more now. It's a bit less sort of... With the education behind you, it's obviously a bit less pressure or a bit less worry or anxiety about life after hockey but um, I'm enjoying it this season um, I haven't, despite the losses I'm having fun and I feel good so I'm just going to take each season as it comes Mark Garside there from the Belfast Giants on 500 appearances 
for the club. Uh, Craig Anderson there doing that interview. Uh, we'll be returning to milestones later in the show as we're going to be joined by Jonathan Phillips, who's now made it 1,000 elite ice hockey league games. Uh, Sheffield Steelers captain, of course, Jonathan Phillips, and uh, Craig caught up with him earlier in the week. Uh, so stick around for that interview. Uh, but it's now time to continue our look uh, below the national division of the National Ice Hockey League. In a second, we'll be joined by the head coach at the Solent Devils. But before that, it's to the Solway Sharks. They had a brilliant result on Sunday, beating the Blackburn Hawks by four goals to nil. That sees them up to second position in North 1. And uh, currently as well, the Solway Sharks are top of the league in the Scottish National League as well. So it's been quite a season for the Solway Sharks. And on Thursday afternoon, I caught up with their head coach. Here's Martin Grubb. You know, it's, it's always nice to win any hockey game. I think when you when you can shut a team out like we did in Blackburn, it's it's always pleasing. I think we we've always tried to say that you know defense first and offense will kind of take care of itself with the kind of team that we've tried to build. And I think we with the goaltending tandem we have with Gary Russell and, and Callum Hepburn, always we always have a chance to win, and it always gives us a lot of confidence back there. So it's always it's always a very pleasing night. It's it's um it's never a, never an easy place to play, but ultimately I think we we played well enough. We got the job done, and, and we're obviously very happy to, as I say to get the shout out to go along with that. And it's been a good start to the to the North One campaign. Uh, played played for uh, unbeaten at the moment. Uh, so so you must be happy with the start when it comes to the the North One campaign. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean I think we uh, we lost. It's no secret that we lost quite a few players and, and had a bit of a turnover in the summer so we put together a, a little bit of a younger team and probably a little bit more inexperienced when it comes to, to North 1 level this year so it's, it's been very pleasing for them to take on board what we've been looking to do and still try and play the, the way that we've, we've tried to impress in our games and ultimately at the moment we've, you know, we've shown a lot of resilience we're, as you say we're unbeaten at the moment still a very long way to go and, and I think uh, quite a lot of tough games still to come and some one goal games, which which is always good for the game. So, I think as long as as long as we can keep doing what, what we're good at and keep improving young players and, and keep uh, making sure we're competing in every game, we'll give ourselves a chance. And, and who knows where that will take us? Yeah, and yeah, you spoke about you know the the need for a shutout and, and that kind of thing. The importance of of having a clean sheet. Obviously, uh, goal scoring hasn't been a problem um, this season, not just in North One, but also in the in the Scottish League as well. I mean, I, I think you thumped Paisley, didn't you, in the in the middle of the month? Um, so uh, scoring goals is pretty pretty crucial as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously we we got uh, we got quite a bit of offensive threat, and we've tried to to spread it out so that we're not limited to maybe just one or two lines scoring and trying to chip in from all three and sometimes four lines and you know we have scored quite a few goals especially in the Scottish League but you know I think it's it's important for us just to try and continue to keep our consistency and show every team the same respect regardless of whether it's the SNL level whether it's the Cup whether it's the, the NHL League uh, North League so we, we as I say we are just trying to make sure that when the offensive chances come we take them and that we're ruthless and and hopefully I know it's not nice scoring a lot of goals sometimes like that, but hopefully it still allows the other team to learn a little bit more, see the level that we're at and, and ultimately try and improve the league and the other teams and, and make them and almost force them to try and get to that level with us. I mean, I was going to ask you about um, all the, the plate spinning that, that you do as a head coach, because obviously, like we said, like you've touched upon here, you've got the, the, the North One competition, you've got the, the SNLs competition as well, and all the cup competitions. So uh, it must be difficult to, to juggle all these competitions and all these fixtures. Um, you know, in one respect, it can be. I think that the consistency, the level or the, the level of opposition sometimes, and no disrespect to, to any of the competitions, but you can be going, some weeks you can be going and playing what can be perceived as a couple of easier games. And, and I think the players then take the foot off the gas when they sometimes come back to the, the harder level games. But for me, I think we, we try, and as a coach, we just try and impress upon our team that consistency and then the standard of our game is important and that's, that's one of the key things that we want to try and play the same way we want to try and treat every opponent the same we want to to forget almost forget what competition we're in and just try and maintain our performance levels and, and be the best that we can be giving young players a chance to, to produce night in night out and all, obviously it, it takes its toll sometimes because we, we do have quite a lot of games this year but the players themselves have bought into that and uh, they're, they're enjoying it and uh, I, I guess it's the, the more the merrier in terms of games for us we, we just have to try and maintain what we're doing at the moment and 
and hopefully it will be a fruit for us. Yes, absolutely. And you touched upon the, the junior players. Uh, it's it's not just the, the, the senior team that's, that's always Sharks. There's a, there's a good development pathway there, isn't it, of junior players uh, from, from under-12s all the way up? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that we try and pride ourselves on is, is having that pathway from, from even our learn-to-play programme right through to the, the senior team. We also have our affiliate with, with the Glasgow clan on top of that. So I think we're able to, to try and, and encourage players to be the best that they can be. We can try and show them that there is a there is a level of hockey right the way through, whether it be to, to NIHL, whether it be to the elite league level. Well, over the last few years, we've managed to get quite a few kids through into the national team levels and you know, a, a lot of that credit has to go to the, the coaches that we have in, in place. A lot of that has to go to the, the committee who, who run the junior programme. Obviously, I sit at the top of that in terms of uh, overseeing everything, but obviously there's a lot of hard work goes in with the, with the volunteers. And ultimately, of course, the players have to buy into what we're trying to do, and I think they see that there's an opportunity. And hopefully the, the current younger players that are coming through it won't be the last. There'll be... There's quite a few more that are also training with us at the moment at senior level, so hopefully we can see more of them as the future progresses. Yeah, it must be very, very exciting to, to, to be a part of such a setup like that. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Obviously, they, they get they get quite, quite a bit of ice time. The senior players buy in and, and they jump on the, the junior trainings as well, so they get to see the senior players, they get to see the level that they're at, they get to get a bit of tips and coaching for there, and it is exciting to see the, the crop of young players coming through and and I think it's exciting for them also when they know that there is a genuine opportunity to play at a senior level in their hometown club and possibly beyond. And this season, they've already seen a couple of kids that have come right through the junior programme and Liam Stenton and, and Rudy Lockerbie. They've already played elite level for Glasgow clan. Scott Henderson has been doing that recently as well. So it's definitely exciting and, and obviously long may that continue. Yes, and uh, hopefully it'll be exciting this weekend because uh, you're, you're hosting Sutton Sting uh, back in back in North 1 uh, on, on Saturday evening. Um, look, looking forward to that one? Yeah, very much so. I think uh, Simon Butterworth's done a very good job in Sutton. They, they put together a good team, a good mix of youth and experience. They have a couple of good imports there that, that obviously add to what they have. And I think they play the game the right way. They're, they're very offensive. They're very open. They've shown this year already by going into Whitley and, and, uh, and picking up a point there on the road that, that they're obviously a good hockey team. They beat us, beat us in Dumfries last year um, in the first game in the league. So we're certainly looking forward to it. We know it's going to be tough. We know that we're going to have to be at our best to get maximum points for this. And yeah, it's definitely one that, that everybody's excited for. Martin Grubb, their head coach of the Solway Sharks speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. From North 1 in the National Ice Hockey League to South 1 now and the Solent Devils. Solent Devils were, let's say, triumphant on Saturday. They beat the Cardiff Fire by 11 goals to 2, which sees the Solent Devils up to 4th now in South 1. And uh, we should say they've got quite a number of games in hand as well. So it's uh, all shaping up nicely for the Gosport Club and on Thursday evening I caught up with their head coach here's Alex Murray uh, Thank you yeah it was um, it was a good night um, you know at home in Gosport we, we should be favourites for most games and, and we got an early lead and we never really looked back so yeah really impressed with the guys and how they played so positive winning and we keep going from there and uh, goal scoring, I, I've said this to a few head coaches, uh, to, in all fairness, in a, in a lot of uh, tiers of the National Ice Hockey League this season, but it's certainly the case with Solon. You're not frightened of scoring, are you? Um, yeah, look, I think um, score after the second was, was was pretty high and it was done and dusted. So if you actually look at the result on the third, we actually started working on some other things. It's all about building for the, you know, for the next game, and for the, maybe for the next team and and you know we're we're a new team in terms of the season in this league. So actually, when we looked at it, you know we we're not there to try and beat teams into submission. It was actually in the third we working on some other things. But you know shots and goals happen quite a lot in Solent. So you know big big scores are not um, uncommon. But um, it's definitely not my forte to try and score um, as many goals as you can against opposition. We like I said, we use the third to uh, to try and work on some new systems that we're trying to bring in for this new league and new level. And, yeah, they, they kind of worked off, but with a, I think it was a one-one scoreline at the end of the sorry for the third period. Maybe maybe they weren't too great, but we're learning and we're always wanting to improve. Uh, definitely, it's been a, it's been a great start to the, to the season. Uh, played five unbeaten um, as we as we head into this weekend. I mean, what was your expectations heading into this season for for what the Devils could achieve? Yeah, look, I think we um, looked at the fixtures early and um, 
if I'm being honest, you know, up until November, we, you know, we're we're pretty much hoping that we're, you know, we're we're winning every game, and we're not arrogant about it. We're confident within our own ability, but we are realists. You know, we're a we're a bit different when most clubs come into this league and you know, pay to play for the vast majority of the team and against teams that can operate a bit bigger. And so, you know, we're humble in that in that sense, but also we're we're, we're pretty confident in our own ability, especially in the league. So, yeah, I'm happy with the five and zero so far, and. It, it, we're not saying it was expected, but it was definitely talked about, and I'm glad we are where we are. And it is it is a very competitive division, isn't it? Like like you say, there's a couple of junior sides in there, but also we've spoke to Chelmsford and, and Slough Jets on on the show in this opening month of the season. Um, I mean, what, what do you make of the competition more generally? Oh, it's brilliant. You know, it, it's better. It's where it needs to be. Almost it will. It will hopefully now settle in terms of league structure, and then teams will find their feet. I think the last two years. Um, you know, everyone's spoken about it. Their two pens, the EPL thing was a shame, and it and it ruined what was a really good old, you know, NHL one back in three years ago. But we're almost back there now, and I think the league structure is where it needs to be. I think as long as the National League don't push too hard for imports um, and keep, you know, themselves cost effective, they'll stay where they need to be, and that will allow everyone else to find their feet. And hopefully, you know, we'll have competitive leagues again. Um, which are only good for British development because you've got so many opportunities for players to now play at you know, three, four levels. Um, if you're an 18, 19, 20-year-old, even up to 23, it's an exciting time to be um, in British hockey. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we should say the club uh, won its uh, playoff championship uh, a couple of seasons ago. And uh, I think uh, I'm right in saying that you're, you're about to do some coaching uh, with, with some junior players. How, how, is the, how is the setup at, at Solent? Yeah, look, it's, um, it's a setup that we've been working hard on for years and the partnership between the Devils and the Junior Devils has, has never been as strong. Um, with myself as head coach of the seniors and Richard Facey, who's a player of mine at senior as the head coach of the juniors, it, it really does make that uh, link really strong. That as well as Drew Campbell, one of my players, being the chairman of the junior club. and um, It's all about creating those opportunities and pathways. You know, Myself, Drew, Richard and other players all, all coach the juniors as well. So we Five, six o'clock on the ice and, and working our way through the junior club and, and creating that philosophy and ethos and building building up to the, you know every level and there's progressions. Hence the NIHL two team this year because what we didn't want to do is lose players at 18s because the jump between 18s and NIHL is too big. So yeah, look, we're building an exciting program here and the next step is to retain players because we we lose players to clubs that like to you know attract players, shall we say? And now the 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 plan is to keep players in the program up until they're able to play for us, and then if needs be, move them on to you know national league even or even higher. And that's proper, that isn't it? And like you say, that that is exciting, isn't it? And that must be great for for you personally as a head coach to be on top of that kind of organisation. Well, the idea behind it is obviously if, you, if you're coaching it and and uh, when you leave, it's all about creating that legacy. And, and uh, and as silly as that sounds, it's a club that's close to my heart being here since I was three and my dad um, being in the club before that. So I really want to create a place that people are proud of, also other clubs talk highly of. Um, and that pathway is key, having from nines up until NIHL1 now it is, is paramount. And the work that the volunteers put in all the way from parents to club volunteers from junior to senior is is phenomenal and tremendous and and you know we're really lucky and the kids and the players for the devils are really lucky as well yeah absolutely and uh, obviously Alex you're very very busy so uh, this is this is your last question I promise yeah um, that's fine I'll uh, talk for you <laughs> um, Sunday this Sunday um, you, you're away at Romford Raiders their the, the junior side the top end of the table now is, is starting to condense a bit isn't it and you've got games in hand um, so so this is a, a very important match this one yeah really important actually and, and look, they're a they're a good side at home again they're their second team as well so let's put things into perspective what a wonderful job they're doing and and the likes of Huggett, who's you know a young kid at the top of the, the scoring charts in our league, is is great to see. And they've got some imports as well, so we're under no illusion. We know they're going to be a tough team, but as I mentioned to you earlier, we we, we are humble, but we're also confident, and we're going to go there and want to pick up the two points, and hopefully we'll come back with them. Alex Murray there, head coach of the Solent Devils, speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Uh, That's nearly it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. But just before we go, just a big congratulations to Jonathan Phillips. On Saturday, the Sheffield Steelers will be hosting the Coventry Blaze and this will mark 1,000 Elite Ice Hockey League games for Jonathan Phillips. It's been quite a career for the Sheffield Steelers and Great Britain captain. And earlier in the week, for his take on this milestone, Jonathan Phillips caught up with Craig Anderson. 
Jono, a thousand games in the Elite League. Where does the time go? Seriously, it's um, <laughs> it was uh, I I didn't even realise to be honest, and it was uh, it wasn't wasn't until Sunday I think, and Tana Eberly's uh, parents were over, and and she said uh, his mum just kind of said you know congratulations for next weekend, and I was like uh, for what? And she was like oh it's your, it's your thousandth game, and I was like oh wow. So yeah, I I. I, I didn't even realise, to be honest. It's, it's a massive thing. You're the first player ever to do it as well, and you, you've done it over a, a great period of time. just shows you how much you enjoy playing when you can rack up that amount of games. Yeah, and I think I think that is the thing. I You know, I do love it. It's, it's something which, when I first went to watch a, a Devils game when I was probably eight years old, it was, you know, from, from day one, uh, it was just something I fell in love with. I loved, loved to watch, loved to do. And... Um, you know, I was never a big big sports fan. Um, couldn't play football. Couldn't really play rugby. Um, I think if you ask any of the boys, I'm the, I'm the worst uh, worst sportsman ever. <laughs> um, but hockey, I it just I just kind of you know I loved, loved it that much and worked through it. And you know, got to got to obviously do it for a thousand games. It's incredible, and obviously, when you think back to when you you started out, it's not a milestone you think you could ever reach, is it? No, and I, I mean it's definitely not something you think of. It's yeah. um, you know I don't think you'd ever. I certainly haven't ever thought like you know okay, well, uh, I'll go for two more years or three more years or whatever it might be. But it, it, I just always you know you just expect to keep playing hockey, and 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 that's how that's how I've kind of viewed every 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 season so far. And it's weird to think we've had Mark Garside at Belfast, the man you know well, of course, playing with him at GB. Mm-hmm. He's just reached five hundred games, and you've played double that. <laughs> I know it's mad. I, I mean, I I always I always forget how how old Garce is. He's 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 uh, I always thought he was he was a lot a lot older, but he's you know he's got uh, he's got a long long while to go yet. Let's talk about Sheffield as a whole just now. Things are going quite well at the moment, up and around the, the top of the table, getting a few results and plenty of scorers in the team as well. How big a difference is it from last year? Yeah, huge. Um, you know, I think it was uh, some frustrating times last year. We just, you know, we just couldn't get that kind of consistency and um, and that balance right. And um, you know, it, it, I think especially in Sheffield, where you know, not 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 only do you know the outside expect you to win, but as soon as you, as soon as you sign here and you're in that dressing room, you know from from ourselves, we we expect the wins and expect 100%. And um, obviously, you know, last year it wasn't there, so it was almost uh, a breath of fresh air this year. What's it like work, working under Aaron Fox? I've spoke to him a couple of times. Comes across as a very passionate guy. You know, fully believes in what he's doing, and he's clearly got that ability where he can make you guys buy into what he's doing as well. Definitely, I, you know, he's not someone who's gonna. Come in and try and reinvent the wheel. He's he's very much a a player's coach, but he's also very much a guy who, um, you know, he, he kind of just the way he is, he just kind of demands that respect and 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 you know you you uh, you like him, you, you like playing for him, and you, you want to do your best for him. Um, and I think I think that's that's kind of what uh, what's breathing right now in our dressing room. And um, you know, we're we're going to have hard games, but I think I think the um, the confidence that he's he's trying to instill in us is um, is is there, and um, I, you know a little bit of freedom to to play, and um, I think I think it's it's something that the guys are uh, are really respecting. A lot of scoring in the team this year as well compared to last year. You've got four guys at the top of the the league scoring charts at the moment going well. That that makes a big difference as well, of course, when you can find guys that can put the puck in the net. Yeah, that's it. I mean, with this, you know, we're, I mean, you could see from um, the signings being made in the summer, there was a lot of skill and scoring power throughout our team, and um, you know, that certainly hasn't disappointed so far. So, um, obviously, you know, it always makes things things easier that when when the scoring is is spread out like that, um, you know, it, I think it takes a, a lot of pressure off guys who are, you know, when there's not not so many and you're just relying on one line to score. Um, and you know, I don't think you could, you could, you could pick a first line um, on our team. There's there's uh, there's some very good depth there. So back to the thousandth game. It's this Saturday against the, the Coventry Blaze, a home game. I dare say the club are making a, a big thing about it as well. 
it's going to be a good night, I think, for all manner of reasons, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, again, I, I'm. Uh, it's, it's not something that I, I, uh, you know, it's, it's not a, a me night or anything like that. It's I've never been a, a fan of uh, you know being the centre of attention, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's something which is is uh, it's tough to believe that 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 the time has gone by like uh, like that and that we've we've reached a thousand and. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good uh, weekend. Sheffield Steelers captain Jonathan Phillips there speaking with Craig Anderson earlier in the week, and a big good luck to Jonathan on Saturday in that match against Coventry. One thousand elite ice hockey league games for the Sheffield Steelers and Great Britain captain. Not bad at all. Uh, and on that positive note, that is it for this week's British Ice Hockey podcast. Remember, for all the latest goings on from the world of British ice hockey, you can visit the website BritishIceHockey.co. UK. A big thank you as well to Craig Anderson and all our guests this week for joining us. But I've been Ben, and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British ice hockey side, make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.